Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hello, moms. Welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. We are on episode 112. We're talking about the modern mama. And everybody knows that I'm a sports fan. Yes. And something special just happened on TV a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. It's called the NFL Draft. Do you watch the draft? I did. Shut up. I loved it. With the boys? Who watches this? So I happened to be in the room with Judd, and you know, Judd's my NFL hope. Okay. So I was like, Judd, sit by me. <laughs> Because when they call the guy that gets drafted, like they hug their mom. Oh, this is this what is they why do. You're so invested. This, in this is what they do first, and so I, I was it. comparing some of their hugs, and I was like, <laughs> "Judd, that guy hugged his mom for like ten seconds. That's me. Okay, when you get drafted." I'm the first one you hug. I need a tight hold. I need you to count to 10. Like we had all this different stuff we were joking about. Incredible. Um, And then like the moms get to dress up. So I was really excited. Yeah. We get to sit on special couches. Incredible. This is only if you're like, you're in the like top 10. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the draft. No, set your sights, Becca. Set so your I sights. got my sights high. Uh-huh. And then it's so funny because they go through this door and whatever team drafts them, they hand them that cap. Okay. And they look in this mirror and the kid puts the cap on. Wow. And some of their hairstyles are not conducive to ball caps. Okay. So they're having to shove this cap (laughs) over their hair. And then they walk up on the stage and the commissioner's there and they give them a hug and they get the jersey. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. That's intense. It's awesome. It's so awesome. I love the NFL draft. But I I will tell you. When you make it there, I will watch that draft. <gasps> Thank you. I cannot guarantee I will ever watch any other one, but I will tune in when you and Judd are up there. Well, and I threatened him. I was like, I think I need the cowbell on the couch. Yeah. So when they call your name and we stand up and cheer, I can ring the cowbell. Fantastic. But it doesn't really lend itself to the moment. It's kind of a more... <laughs> Somber. <laughs> it's more of a like special moment. So I don't know if the cowbell fits. Could you... Could you... Put maybe like a cotton ball around the dinger. Maybe. maybe. So there's like a muffled, like, <laughs> Y'all, this is my dream. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna live it one day. But I thought it'd be fun since Mother's Day is literally six days away. Yes. That we do our own draft and we're gonna do a Mother's Day draft. Okay. So these are our top five picks for Mother's Day. Yes. What? we want the most what we love the most and just like with the nfl draft once you draft it i can't yes once that kid gets picked nobody else gets him okay so my number one draft pick i'm gonna go hard on this one i think i know what it is do you my number one draft pick is a Manny Petty with a so- shoulder massage. Oh, that's not what I was going to pick for you. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, but listen, this is not just a manicure. It's not just a pedicure. I want the deluxe extreme package where they're rubbing my legs with stones and I get the shoulder massage. So, that's Bummer. my number one. I like that one. Draft pick. What's yours? Um. Well, now I'm stuck. <laughs> you can't draft. Because <laughs> you said number one too. You made it out like. 
like this is the guy. This is the one everybody wanted, but you picked him, and now I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I got the Tom Brady of <sighs> uh, Mother's Day. Oh, okay, fine. Go big or go home. My number one draft pick for Mother's Day is a weekend at the beach. Come on, get it. Listen. On a chair in the sand with free nachos and guacamole and a good book. Heaven. And you don't get sunburned. Uh, look at you. You can't good get sunburned. You. Okay. Okay, my number two draft pick is a full day of home services from my husband and children that they accomplish correctly. So like I have a list of, I want this fixed. I want this painted. I want these weeds pulled. And like I get a full day of contracted labor. That's good. You like that? Dang it. You keep getting the good ones. Okay. Okay. My number two draft draft pick is a shopping spree. (laughs) Okay. To... (laughs) trying to think what store I want to go to I don't want it to be one store I want because I'm gonna be like something that somebody that loves me could actually do I'm gonna say $200 okay cash cash money to go shop uh uh-huh. by myself okay because I like shopping by myself yeah for Mother's Day love it okay my number three draft pick is a quiet day so no children in the house like they they, we, we wake up and dad whisks them away and I don't see them until tuck-ins. Just like a quiet day by myself in the house. We love you so much. We are not going to talk to you and we will not be here. <laughs> That's my number That's three. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. My number three draft pick is I'm going to invite my family on this one. Okay. We're going to go get Mexican food. Okay. Because that's my favorite. So I want a beautiful patio with perfect weather, delicious Mexican food, and gifts. I love it. Okay, so that's similar to my number four draft pick. Okay. My number four is we go out to brunch. We have this place called Standard Service. We go play pickleball. Everybody's nice and gets along, and um, we have lunch together, and it's beautiful. We're outside on the patio. The sun's shining. That's my number Don't four. Don't you sweat when you play pickleball? Yeah, but it's not, like, terrible. It's not like a flop sweat. It's just okay. a little, little bit. Okay. We love. Actually, we've been playing pickleball as a family, and we really like it. I do too, kind of. Just takes effort. Yeah. Okay, my number four draft pick is, because Mother's Day is on a Sunday, I want all the children to make their lunch. Okay. And fill their water bottles. Okay. And do their laundry and have it all ready to go for Monday morning so that I don't have to do anything when I wake up. Wow, that's a good one. Okay, I'm going to bring it home. My number five draft pick is the homemade Mother's Day. so they come in they've made homemade cards they made breakfast and they wrote me a song a song yes ma'am and it's all homemade they didn't have to buy anything but they just come in and they sing me a song they serenade me with their love listen i have kids that can play instruments they can figure this out mine plays the trumpet but i don't want a song (laughs) on the trumpet can you even imagine if he wakes you up somebody Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Okay, you're bringing it. You're bringing it home with the homemade. So, um, I think my number five draft pick would be a family dinner with my parents too, with my mom. And if I could have my mother in law up here, that would be super fun if we had everybody together. Yeah. And gifts from the children that they actually pick themselves. Okay. Sometimes the dad will like 
buy things and then say, here, you can give this to your mom. Uh-huh. But things that they actually came up with, ooh, and paid for with their own okay, money. Okay, I was hoping you were going to say that because I actually listened to, um, in preparation for us talking about Mother's Day, I listened to our episode from last year, and you were so irritated because Abby, Greg let Abby buy this huge balloon. Yes, I remember the Mother's Day balloon. And you were so irritated because you were like, $13.99. Give me the cash. <laughs> of the giant mylar balloon yes i know what account this came out of that lives forever those things never die yeah that could have been three starbucks drinks three starbucks drinks yeah that is so funny (laughs) that you remember that that's true (laughs) and that would take effort on my part to not judge what they spent their money on yes but to know that they picked it themselves and Mm -hmm. used their own money Mm -hmm. which my boys are cashing right now they have quite a bit so i'm feeling pretty good about what their gifts might be okay let's go abby might be different yeah well it's just gonna it's just gonna be remembering for them i guess to go buy the gift yes yes and have it in hand you you're also one of your most hated things is when they're signing the card as they hand it to you amen No, it's when your husband comes and goes, Judd, come here. Come to the bedroom for a minute. Uh-huh. And you're like, you know, he's taking him in there to sign the card. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Okay, so pre-signed cards. Add that to my number five. Okay. okay. I think that's a pretty good draft. I'll be honest with you. I would be happy with any one of those things. Me too. Me too. I think, I mean, your number one was pretty good though. Pretty good, right? Yeah. I like the main What movie. I actually asked for for Mother's Day this year. So Hub, Hubby did a pretty good job before even May hit he had asked me, how would you like to celebrate Mother's Day? Oh, I know. Good job, Jeremy. So we built this new pergola in the backyard, and we love it so much. But it um, it gets morning sun and evening sun on different sides. So immediately I was like, we need to have, like, retractable shades I yes. can pull down. And I found these at Home Depot. And so I texted them, and I said, I would like these two shades, and I would like for you to install them. <laughs> That's amazing, though. He's like, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. But is anything going to happen on the day, too? Well, I think I could say, hey, let's all, like, we talked about the pickleball thing. Like, I think that's actually feasible. Like, we could okay. all go eat and okay. then go play f- yeah. pickleball, and I would be just so happy about okay. that. Um, but I really, and I texted him, we were laughing, because, you know, acts of service is my love language, and bless his little heart. I mean, you know, that can really just be a bummer. When the, the wife is like, I need you to paint this room to mm-hmm. show me you mm-hmm. love me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need you to install this light fixture. Yes, exactly. No. Yeah, so he's thinking about it, so I'm glad. But that's good. I like the retractable shade. I'm going to come sit on your patio. Maybe I'll come sit on your patio for Mother's Day. Y'all go play pickleball. I'll yeah. come sit on Kate's patio by myself. Fantastic. Come on. While she's not home. Yeah. Be great. Come on. You don't got to lock on your fence. No. Please tell everyone that. Moms, <laughs> we really hope that you have a wonderful Mother's Day. And this is your friendly reminder that if you have not shared with your people... What would make you feel so loved and celebrated? Maybe do that this week before you get there. Yes. So they, they want to know. They want they to know. They sure do. And um, you don't have to go for the beach vacay like I did. No, but I, I love that. You came out <laughs> hot. You came out hot. I think it's great. So today for our Modern Mama, we're finishing our series. We did a little two-week series called The Modern Mama. We're going to talk about the Modern Mama praise. Mm-hmm. And I know this is like we're going straight for the spiritual stuff, but last week we talked about how we kind of have to reframe our idea of rest because it's not just physical rest, but it's a soul rest where you feel like fully loved by your Savior and that He really is empowering you to do all the mother things. And I think one of the things that we might miss on Mother's Day is we do consider it a day all about us. So we want people to dote on us and celebrate us and do things for us. And 
I don't know if you ever feel this way, Kate, but sometimes at the end of a day where it's been all about me, I still feel a little empty. For sure. And isn't that what's one of the most disappointing things about it? I just think we just put so much pressure on the day and that we're going to feel this certain way. And man, when I am the queen, I just feel very disappointed by that. Yeah. Don't you think that's something that God put into our souls I that do. it's just never enough? You yeah. know, it's just this empty hole that can never be filled up enough when I'm on the pedestal. Um, God, that's making my whole brain go on a rabbit trail about people that, you know, fame goes to their head and they keep needing to buy more and do more and be loved by more yeah. people. Cause, but I think we, even in our, in our microcosm way, see that on Mother's Day. We do. That when we make it all about us and, you know, you making me feel so special, nobody can ever live up to that. Exactly. And so as much as we think that's what would make the day just the most special is for just everybody to, you know, put us on the pedestal. I think one of the things that actually would help us feel that soul rest is if we gave back. And one yeah. of the ways that I think moms, we can give back to the people we love is through prayer. Mm. And if you set aside time on Mother's Day to pray over your family, your kids, your loved ones, it's an opportunity for you to take the focus off of you yeah. and put it back on God and on those you love. And I think it would actually fill your soul. Mm -hmm. I think it would make a difference when you get to the end of the day. And so we're going to do something special this week. This week, every day over on our Patreon, Kate and I are actually going to pray for you. Mm -hmm. So... We are Gather Moms, and we love you. Like, we just can't even put into words how much we love you, moms. And so we want to give you a gift this week, and that gift is going to be that we're going to pray for you every single day on our Patreon. So you can tune in every morning, and honestly, you can just sit there and just feel the prayer wash over you. We're going to pray about all the things, Mom, but we're going to lift him up to the Lord and ask for him to just meet your every need and bless you. And so one of the other things we're going to do over on our Patreon is we're going to create a digital image for each day of that prayer. And what we're going to ask you to do is to send that image to another mom mm -hmm. that you're praying for. Mm -hmm. That whole idea of we're going to receive, but then we're going to give back. Mm -hmm. And we want you to feel like you have the opportunity to extend that gift to another mom in your life that you know needs it. And so at the end of today's episode, we're actually going to start. I'm going to pray today at the end of our episode, and that'll be our first prayer. But then every day after this, you'll be able to find it over on our Patreon. And one of the things that's so interesting about prayer is that um, when you look throughout scripture, women prayed. Mm -hmm. Women prayed a lot. Mm -hmm. We have lots of prayers from women. And the cool thing about Jesus is that he actually had really modern views about women. Uh -huh. In that time, women were expendable. We were considered property. We were used and ignored. But when Jesus came on the scene, he saw it completely differently. And he actually reached towards women he offered them his hand, and then he pulled them up into a place of honor. Mm -hmm. And so when we pray, we're actually um, receiving the hand of Jesus saying, you are so important to me. I want to hear yeah. what you have to say. And it's our utter dependence upon God that there is no other answer except for his. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that last week, too, that sometimes with rest, it's a matter of control. Yeah. I don't need somebody to help me. I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. And we do that with prayer. Yeah. I don't need you, God. I'm going to figure out myself how to do this. But it's our way of saying we are utterly dependent upon the Lord. I wanted to just highlight a few women in Scripture that we see praying. Hagar prayed for God when she was in the desert for him to see her. Mm -hmm. Miriam, who was Moses' sister, she actually prayed and praised God after he did these amazing miracles for mm -hmm. the people as they came out of slavery in Egypt. 
Deborah was a female judge in the Old Testament with great influence, and she prayed for victory. And in fact, in her prayer, she thanked God for another woman who actually brought them the victory in the battle. It's the story of Jael. So you can actually go read that. Hannah prayed for God to give her a child. She laid her most personal and tender requests before God and begged God to give her her heart's desire. That's a great example for us as moms that you can do that. Esther asked others to pray for her because she was going to go before the king in order to save the Jews. So she invited her community to pray alongside her. And then Mary, the mother of Jesus, she prayed and praised when the angel told her that she would be pregnant with God's son. And even though she didn't know how the situation was going to end up, what she did pray was what she knew to be true about God. Uh She prayed about the character of God, and she focused herself on him because she didn't know how the situation was going to end up. They're just great examples for us of women that have prayed throughout Scripture. And I think, you know, even if you just took time to go back and read some of their stories, it might actually inform your prayers. Yes. Like how they prayed, we can pray. Yeah. So I thought what we talk about is just five reasons why moms should pray. So the first reason that mom should pray is because it gives us a second to be still. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah. Like when you imagine your day, how many still moments do you actually have? Yeah, not many. Not many. And even if they are a still moment, like I always think about when I get the chance to drive in the car by myself, that's kind of a still moment. But I usually flip on the radio and I'm listening to music or something. But one of the reasons that I think mom should pray is because it gives us a second to be still. Our days are so busy and full of noise and people needing and touching and asking that prayer is actually an escape from that busy. Yes. It gives us a chance to stop, to think, to reflect, and it allows my soul to be still. Yeah, that's so good. Because you have to stop and process what's going on. Now, I do have those volley up prayers where I'm just like out and I'm like, oh, God, please help. Yes, yes. <laughs> but for the most part, prayer is, it's a slowing so that you are talking to God. You're you're processing what's happening. You're giving it back to him. You're submitting. You're, you're releasing control. And if you're one of those moms that does the volley up prayers, they are welcomed by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Continue to throw that to yeah. him. But you might consider if that's kind of your rhythm of prayer, you might just consider adding in an actual moment of stillness to pray yeah. and see if that changes anything, if that gives you more time to reflect. If you're not doing that now, maybe that's something you put into practice. The second reason I think mom should pray is because it's a time for us to count our blessings. Mm. Um, we all have those long, stressful days. Um, it it starts on the wrong foot. It ends on the wrong foot. And we just are like caught in the middle in the chaos of just trying to play catch up. And one of the ways that I think we can help bookend that day so that it doesn't feel so chaotic is to have a time of counting our blessings both in the morning and at night. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of lots of moms that actually do this before they get out of bed. Mm-hmm. They just wake up and they stop for a moment and they just recount to the Lord things that they're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And then they swing their legs out of the bed and get up and hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. And then when they get in bed at night and they close their eyes and they're ready to go to sleep, they do it again. And I think it's so interesting to see maybe if those things of gratitude are the same Mm -hmm. or maybe they've changed throughout the day. Um, But wouldn't it make our day better if we just started and ended with gratitude? Because really, when I think about the blessings that God has for me, it completely changes my perspective. Well, it changes our perspective. And I think it's so interesting that science about the brain is finally catching up with things God has been telling us for thousands of years. You know, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, 
which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He has been telling us all this time, if you will give thanks, it exchanges your anxiety for peace. You know, and brain research shows that when we start saying things that we're grateful for, it's like our brain switches from anxiety highway to happiness highway. And people that practice gratitude are happier people. And so, you know, when God says, come to me with your concerns, but also come to me and say thanks. Yes. He knows that's what we actually need. Well, and when we looked at all those women in scripture that prayed, often their prayers were in, with praise as well. Yeah. It was a prayer, but also a praise of thankfulness to God. I'm in this season where I have a kid that's about to be a senior. And so I just, I constantly have these thoughts of like, when, like when he's gone, when he's at college, when his laundry's not here. You know, sometimes as moms, we do wish away the everyday because we're mm. thinking about, oh, it's almost here, you know? Mm. But I do feel like as I'm thinking about these when it happens that I'm also starting to miss them already. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, he's not, his truck's not going to be out in front of my house and yeah. he's not going to want to, like every time he comes in the door, he wants to sit and talk to me for 20 minutes. He's not going to want to do that because he's not going to be here. And so instead of wishing away this chaos, I really want to be thankful for the moments that I have for him. And it's super hard to be grateful sometimes when you have littles and they're pulling on you all day or you've got a really stressful job. I mean, moms, there are constantly things in our life that are pulling away our thankfulness and making us bitter and upset and anxious and angry. Mm. And I think what Kate said is so good. You might really think, I have nothing to be thankful for. Mm. But when you stop and you allow your brain to begin to process, wait a minute, I am thankful that I have this beautiful child. I am thankful. I have a car to get me to work. It changes the way your brain thinks. And instead of us feeling drained and bitter at the end of the day, we can reflect back and go, Oh, I'm so thankful. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's any easier. It's not, it's not like, you know, it doesn't make the hard things go away. It just gives you a different perspective on them. Exactly. Okay. The third reason that I think moms should pray is because it gives us a moment to be humble. Yeah. So I've been um, texting with a friend of mine this week that's a new mom, and I just have been trying to encourage her. You know, motherhood is so sanctifying because it reminds us just how selfish we are. Uh And sometimes when you're in that newborn phase where you don't have any sleep and you're trying to keep up and there's too many dirty diapers and you feel like you're failing, you know, Uh because you're always like, I'm sure I'm not doing this right. Those are those moments when God sanctifies us Mm -hmm. and reminds us that um, it's really about him and not about us. Mm -hmm. And that's that idea of remembering that in order to be the kind of mom that God wants me to be, I really have to just lay myself at his feet and go, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. I need the humility. Um, I think we would all say that we don't always do a great job at motherhood. Yeah. It's guesswork. (laughs) You know, it's trial and error. Uh Um, We have a kid right now that's got a couple injuries, and I'm literally like, well, let's try this cream. (laughs) Well, let's try this bandage. Well, let's try. A friend was like, you should try tea tree oil. I was like, all right, let's try tea tree oil. You know, it's like guesswork. It's just like give and take. It's not about having it all together and being perfect. No. So there is no way for me to stand before the Lord and say, I got this. I'm so good at this. Yeah. No, it's about being teachable. Yeah, it reminds me of the verse, you know, be still and know that I am God. I think the other way we could say that is get still and remember that you aren't God. Yes. You know, like you do not have this all together. And thank goodness that you have a God that you can get to know who is in control of it all and has given you his Holy Spirit to help, you know, help you live this life. 
Um, but there is a there is a humbling moment when you come in prayer and you remember that he is God and you're not. I think sometimes too, if you're a mom that's got maybe that achiever personality, it's uh-huh. hard for us uh-huh. to humble ourselves before God uh-huh. because there's always a part in the back of our mind that's like, wait a second, I think I can figure this out. Uh-huh. Just just give me another <laughs> minute. I think I can do this, you know? And so you might be like, ah, I don't even know how to do that. Guys, like honestly, just lay on your face on your carpet yes. and go, I don't have it. Yeah. I don't have it. Yes. You know, just let the Lord know that you've run out of ideas. Oh, there's so much freedom in that. So much freedom. Yeah. And the thing is, when we do that, when we lay ourselves before the Lord like that, he is so excited to welcome us into his presence. We read last week that scripture from Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, where it said, you know, uh, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you. Humility is about being taught. Yeah. Humility is about saying, I don't have it figured out. Yeah. Help me. Yeah. Teach me. The teachable, that you're teachable. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we want for our kids. Yeah. I get so frustrated when I'm trying to teach my kids something uh-huh. and they don't want to hear it. So I'm starting to, Caleb got his learner's permit. And so we went driving yesterday. And before we started, I said, hey, here's the only thing I need you to know is you have to listen to me. That's the only way this is going to work. You have to listen to me. So don't worry about anything else. Can you guarantee me that you will listen when I tell you something? And oh my goodness, the spiritual component of that is just hitting me just now. I didn't fully get it in the moment. But with him taking the wheel, I just needed him to, I needed to know that he was going to listen, even if it didn't make sense to him. So if I say slam on the brakes, that he doesn't go, no, everything's fine. Right. That he just trusts me that I see something he doesn't see. Wow. The spiritual impact of this is pretty bizarre. Yes. Pretty wild. I'm just getting it. Yes. But just knowing that, you know, because I just needed him to know, even if it doesn't look like it to you, you've got to, if I say, put the brakes on, if I say, throw it in reverse, if I say, turn right, that you just listen, even if you don't think it's the right thing to do. And so it worked because he listened. And then we were coming home and he started getting a little overly confident. Yeah. And somebody was having a party on a street near ours and there were cars parked up and down the road on either side of the road. And for a new driver, you know, that's a lot to navigate. And as his mom, I'm looking at it going, oh my goodness, because somebody could pop out of that line at any point. Right. A ball could roll through the road. You can't see things, you know? And anyway, so he's driving down it and starts going a little too fast and hanging too far to the right side of the road. And I said, I need you to slow down and come toward the middle. And he was like, I think it's fine. And I said, what did I say was the one rule? And I had to put my hand on the steering wheel and put him a little bit toward the middle of the road Yeah, and ask him to slow down because it works when, you know, Yes, God has given us agency. So we are sitting behind the wheel of a car. But the only way it works, we don't actually know how to drive. We don't know. We don't understand this world. We don't get it. So he has to be, we have to be willing to listen to him say, okay, now turn right. Okay, now turn left. Okay, put on your brake. Yep. Yep. Okay, don't go that way. Yes. We have to be humble. We have to be willing for him to make the calls. That's the only way it works. Well, and it's so good because honestly, moms, we should know this. Just what you said. We teach our kids stuff all the time. Yeah. And I've said that before. Would you just listen to me? Yeah. Would you just do what I say? Yeah. Would you just trust that I actually know more? Uh-huh. God, 
God is right there. Uh-huh. He knows more. He's been there. He's done that. He's prepared the way. We have to be listening to him. But just like our Caleb, don't you think you start getting a few reps under your oh, belt? Oh, yeah. And you start yes. feeling like you're doing pretty good? Yes. And so you're like, uh, I mean, uh, that's fine. I, you probably know, but I also know. Yes. So I'm just going to go ahead. Yes. And then inevitably, that does not work well. That's when he hit a mailbox. Yes. <laughs> like I did. <laughs> did you hit a mailbox? That was like a month ago. Yeah, Dude, I didn't know that. I was going too fast, and I just swerved towards the curb a little too much. And <laughs> Bless your heart. I feel like the mailbox jumped out and hit my it car. It certainly did. But I still haven't fixed it yet. Yeah, that's what happens. You hit a mailbox. Well, we all, and we do, we make mistakes. That's right. Yeah. And one day I'll fix it. I'm kind of praying somebody like nudges my car somewhere. Not like a big wreck, but like a little wreck. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this was all part it of it. It was all part of it. <laughs> I don't think the spiritual sense works that way. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number four reasons that mom should pray. Uh, this is my favorite one because this one connects the most with me. It's the chance to say the ugly things we think. That's good. So I have an internal dialogue in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. And it says things that I would never want anybody to hear out loud. Oh, gosh. Preach that. Yes. Um, some of it is mom guilt, you know, because you just feel like you're failing and you're not doing a great job. Some of it is judgment because yeah. you're looking at other moms that seem to have they all seem like they have it all together. Sometimes it's just a feeling of overwhelm, uh-huh. you know, where you're just it's too much, uh-huh. and you just want to quit. Yeah. And all day long, we're hearing from the world that we are enough, girl. You got it. Uh-huh. Just Google it, you know, Uh go get a pedicure. You'll Uh feel so good. Buy Uh some new clothes. You know, it's just this like mantra. But any mom that's listening to this podcast knows it's not true because we don't. We're not all that in a bag of chips. No, if we were enough, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. No, exactly. And as great as it might sound, you know, I feel so frustrated and frazzled sometimes that I will say things to God like, why did you even give me kids? Mm, Wow. Wow. I don't think I'm cut out for this. Wow. Yeah. I I I don't do what I'm supposed to do. My kid asked me to read him a book and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's just times where we just give up and we yeah. quit. And sometimes when I pray, moms, it's just a chance for me to say out loud all the things that I'm thinking. Well, and I'm so thankful that David modeled that for us in the Psalms. You know, his cries out to God always start with this very raw and it's always some incorrect reality truly you know he's saying everybody's trying to kill me no one is left that's gonna help me I'm all alone God you've left me like it's always this like yes distorted reality and just very raw bipolar David I'm so thankful that it's there because you kind of go oh okay so you just said all the things to God yes Great. Okay, so I yes. can do that? Okay, yes. great. Yes. Like we talked about in the last one, like lay yourself before the Lord and just say out loud, I quit. Yeah. God already knows. Uh-huh. He already knows that you quit at 8 a.m. that morning. Okay, <laughs> you just happened to make it till 4 before you told him. Uh-huh. He already knows. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I think he likes it when we quit because he's like, great, now I can actually help you. Yes. Like, I've been trying to help you all day. You just have been ignoring me. Oh, my gosh. Can't you just think of that with us and our kids, like, watching them be frustrated with something? And you're just like, you know, if you need help, let me know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And then finally, they're like, can you help me? And you're like, yeah. Because you could see what the solution is. Yes. The whole time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. Just go tell God. Yeah. I think, too, sometimes as moms, just personally, I've gone through times with my kids where I just don't like them. Yeah. They're just hard. Yes. They're pushing my buttons. Yeah. I don't get them. I don't understand them. 
and you feel really guilty, like, I don't think I'm allowed to think that because wow, I'm their mom. Yeah. No, just get before God and go, I don't like this kid right now, God. Mm-hmm. And let him help you kind of peel back the layers of what's going on in your kid, why they're acting that way, what might be the triggers, and let him help you see them as he sees them. Yeah, that's great. Like, just say the ugly things out loud to God. That's what prayer is for. And and let me tell you, it doesn't happen until you get still. You need that quiet space for your soul to kind of break open and let out these things that are in there. Yeah. So if you're just trying to like hurry through the day, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You have to get still. And then the last reason why moms should pray is it's an opportunity to set an example for our kids. Yes. Our kids need to see us pray. They do. Moms, you need to be doing things spiritually in front of your kids, just like we teach them to cook, teach them to drive, that teach them spiritual things as well. And you don't have to be great at it. You don't even have to like to pray out loud. Like, don't feel like, well, I can't do that. Just do it. Just get in there and try it. Um, Leave your bedroom door open when you're praying. Maybe they'll walk by and hear. Yeah. Put your Bible out on the kitchen table and read some scripture. It's not one of these intentional, like, I'm going to, like, call everybody into the room and we're going to sit down. It's just a rhythm that you put into practice in your day where your kids will stumble across you doing it and begin to learn by example. Yeah. I think tuck-ins at night are a great opportunity, you know, to, and, and just ask your kid, you know, Hey, how can I pray for you tonight? And let them think about, let them process, you know, and my kids really struggle with that because they'll usually ask for like a good night's sleep or a good day at school the next day. And so we have to work through thinking, going a little deeper with it, you know, and thinking through what we can pray for. Um, We had a mom recently comment, we were social media sourcing something and she talked about how she has been stopping down and praying with her kids when she messes up. So grabbing them up, circling up and saying, God, I need your help. I just lost my temper with my children. Will you help? You know, um, one thing we do in our family is whenever we set out on a road trip, someone in the family prays Yep, over the car ride. Uh, when we see an emergency vehicle, someone in the family, someone in the car prays. Yep. So I think there are some little places that you can put that in where you start teaching your children, hey, we just go to God with these things and this is our rhythm. Well, and it's funny how they're such little sponges right now. They remember this stuff so much better than we do. So the next time something happens, you're probably going to get a four-year-old that's going to go, Mommy, you yelled at me. Maybe we should pray about that. <laughs> and it's going to rub you the wrong way because you're like, uh-huh. child. Uh-huh. But it's they're little sponges. Yeah, You know, they learn from you, and now they're like, let's give it back to God. What yeah. a great reminder for us, yeah. you know, to go, you're right. We should yeah. pray about that. Yeah, and be humble just like and we talked about. And be humble. And get still. Yes. All those things, yeah. Moms, you're not going to be great at this when you start. Don't feel like you have to have an hour-long prayer time with God. You have to, every day I've got to set aside this much time. If you'll just just start trying, that's all I can say is just start trying and just see what the Holy Spirit does. Remember we talked about that the Holy Spirit is the one that indwells us, gives us the power to be moms and to do the things that God's asking us to do. They're, he's also going to give you the power to pray. Yeah. And the more that you practice it, the more that you're going to grow in it. And the more that you see the way your soul feels when you're done, the more you're going to long for it. Mm-hmm. And then the more that you long for it, the more you're going to find times for it. Just just start. Yeah, you just got to start putting the reps in. Exactly. Grow those muscles. Exactly. So that it becomes more second nature to you. So as we finish today, I'm going to pray over you um, for our first day of prayer. And I just, if I don't know where you are, if you're in the car, keep driving. But if you're, you know, at home where you can sit down or whatever, if you'll just like take this moment to just soak in this prayer over you, 
Uh, Kate, Jenny, and I at Gather Moms love you to the moon and back. We're so thankful that God has given us the opportunity to get to speak into your life. And so we want you to know that you are part of our prayers Mm -hmm. and that we're praying for you. So I want to pray for you now. Heavenly Father, I come to you now on behalf of all the moms that are listening. First, I just want to thank you for the undeserved gift of being called mom. These beautiful people that you created in your image have been given to us to love and teach and hug and kiss. God, they are precious in your eyes and they are precious to us. Thank you. We praise you, God, above and before all things because you are due all glory and honor and praise. You alone created the world and all that is in it. You alone created family and gave us children. This was all your idea, and we are lost without your continued presence. God, I pray for the mamas who feel far from you today, who have tried this on their own and are overwhelmed and burdened. Their bodies are tired, their minds are crowded, their hearts are heavy. Just as you saw Hagar in the desert, God, I ask that you see them today. Wash over them with your love and affection. Let them feel it in their gut that they are not alone, that your righteous right hand is not stretched out against them, but towards them, calling them close. God, I want to pray this scripture over our moms today. 1 Peter 1, 3-4 says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable us to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. God, we ask that you remind us of your promises today. Let us share your divine nature. It is not us that is great and mighty, but it is you It is not us that knows what to say and how to raise these babies. It is you. It is not us who can protect them and ourselves from the world's corruption. It is you. And God, we admit our need today. We beg for your presence to give us everything we need for a godly life. God, I pray joy and Holy Spirit energy over our moms today. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. This episode is sponsored by The Pearl at Sabine Creek. The Pearl generously hosted our event for the podcast live. And you guys, it was the most amazing venue. Barry and Connie, the owners of the Pearl, were incredible to work with. They were organized, helpful, and created a space where moms felt welcomed and loved. This event venue is located in the Dallas area, and it's nestled within eight acres of beautiful Texas landscape. Y'all, seriously, when you drive up to this mansion-style venue, it will take your breath away. The ballroom has sparkling chandeliers, a grand staircase. There's a gorgeous chapel with breathtaking views, suites for the bride, groom, and family. And literally, they have thought through every detail to make it run so smooth for you. Their venue package includes a 15-hour rental, tables, chairs, linens, decor, and so many more amenities. Schedule a tour to visit the Pearl at Sabine Creek today for your next event. You can reach them at thepearlatsabinecreek.com.